Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry and powered by Schedulicity. Without further ado, should we do? Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. Introducing Norm Self-Checkout for All. Do you often find yourself in a tizzy with a credit card reader? Or perhaps tiptoeing around tipping etiquette? Maybe even paying scandalously steep card not present fees? Norm is here to solve it all. Think of Norm as payment simplified. No card reader for you, no wallet for your client. Instead, patrons pay and tip you straight from their phones. Checkout details are carried through the ether by either a text message or QR code. Your client receives a notification and pays with their previously saved card details. All they have to do is add a grand, luxurious gratuity. And all available with one low rate as a part of Schedulicity Pay. Try Norm Self Checkout for All. Safe, secure, and shockingly simple. Find out how using Norm can increase tips, speed up payment, and free you from unreliable card readers all at one low rate. Visit paywithnorm.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, and this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry and powered by Schedulicity. Without further ado, should we do? Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course I'm sitting with my best friend, Tony. What's up, Tony? What's going on, brother? So uh, today we get like a... Like like one of our one of our uh, road warrior friends uh, on the podcast today. Uh, hopefully, we'll see him on the road some this year. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've chatted with this guy. It's actually funny. Like like we were talking about earlier, how we kind of like segregate stuff and like let's let's let the cat out of the bag. So Jacob Khan is our guest today, but Jacob's like one of the guys that we always saw on the road. You know what I mean? And like he was like one of our road homies. You know? Yeah. And this dude, man, just. Pre-chat, this guy's a busy dude, man. Busy, busy, busy. Like, yeah, he's doing it all. Like, we're doing half of the stuff that he's doing. And oh, well, I think half is, uh, is is even too much credit. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how in the heck he does it. Neither do I, because uh, this guy's into everything, and, um, and, and, and you know, I don't know how, like you said, I don't know how he has it. I guess we'll find it. out. I guess we'll find out, and I think it's just him. He doesn't even have, like, a huge team, like uh, like like some of the brands out there. Yeah, I, seriously, I don't know how you, I mean, I, I'm already swamped with just thinking about stuff I got to do, <laughs> and like you said, it's not even half. Exactly. Oh. That's great. Well, uh, should we get into it? Yeah, let's bring him in. Mr. Jacob Kahn, welcome to your day off. What's up, y'all? What's Thanks up, man? Me. What's going on, brother? Dude, thanks for coming on. Hey, you've been working out. I have been. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Yeah. Dude, you look <laughs> yoked, man. Yeah, you look. Yeah, I mean, your I COVID ten's a lot different than my COVID ten. <laughs> I converted it. I, I, I got one of those. I said, hey, you know how you guys do those Brazilian butt lifts, but I just want you to suck all the fat. At my midsection and just inject it into my arms and my, my shoulders. <laughs> so it looks big, but if you touch it, it's soft. 
It's all, it's all, it's all soft and gooey. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. So you worked out a lot before, though, right? Before like COVID and stuff. Just like it looks like you're recommitted I, I, or something. I did, but it, I was doing like I've just been doing a lot more heavy lifting, I guess now. So before it was like I was doing like three or four days a week, and I was like passive with it. And now I do six days a week, and I do like three to five miles on the bike, like first thing usually, and then I do like forty five minutes of weight training after that. So now I'm my brother. My brother is like a personal trainer. And he was a power lifter. And he says that I'm chasing the weight is how he describes it. But it's basically what it is. Like, I just want to lift heavier. I want to know that I'm stronger than I was before. And I beat him in an arm wrestling match yesterday for the first time in our in our adult lives. So that was nice. What? He goes, he goes, oh, you know, I did biceps today. So I really let you have it. Oh. <laughs> and he's my little brother. But he's like, I'm 5'10", 6'2". Oh, know? my gosh. And he's like massive. We call so, him Big Con, right? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's only little by age. <laughs> exactly. Are you yeah, doing? Yeah. So are you doing like uh, fewer reps and stuff? Just like pounding them out? Well, I, I'm still doing like some like pretty normal reps. I'm just doing like heavy weight. Like I did, I benched 235 the other day with the with my max, which was pretty crazy to me. And I'm doing it without a spot, you know, because people are keeping their distance or whatever in the gym. So I'm like kind of scared myself so i think like maybe i could do more but i have not pushed myself to do more than what i think i will not fill myself with like, yeah, especially no spot yeah. yeah exactly like i don't want to drop anything on myself so you'll be like know. yeah because we'll grab one of the uh, videos from the uh weight room and it'll be on youtube right with <laughs> jacob exactly. on his chest he's like feet dangling <laughs> exactly yeah i watched like I follow a bunch of pages like Jim Fails and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, I don't want to end up, yeah, from one of these security cameras. Like, look at this guy. Yeah. I had to sit it down on his own face for a little while there. <laughs> but, Dude, I feel so bad yeah, for those guys. Oh, oh I know. What I've seen a lot of happening uh, recently is like people like doing like snatches or power cleans and they go like from here to try and go up and they just hit themselves in the chin and fall back. Oh. So I, I haven't done a whole whole lot of that. <laughs> Holy cow, man! So bad. And when you watch them, when you watch it happen, I mean, you know it's like that much weight. It's like oh, that was two hundred pounds, whatever. And then the bar hitting you in the chin. Oh my god! Came and with like my feet hurt. Well, think about it. It's going to take more than two hundred pounds of force to get it up, right? So that that force is going into your jaw. Oh my god! Yeah, you're going to end up with <laughs> jaw surgery and all sorts of crazy stuff. And yeah, and 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 you're humiliated because now you're on a gym video and never everyone in the world can see it. Oh, your teeth yeah, are sure. oh, yeah. two million views, shared another million times. <laughs> you got you got fired from your job for drawing drawing attention. We just won, but you're famous, Starbucks or whatever. <laughs> exactly. All right, Jake. So we uh, to, speaking of views and follows and all that kind of stuff, we kind of teased it at the beginning. What do you? What's everything that you're doing these days? Um, well, we got a lot of things. You know, I, I, I own a salon still. Mm-hmm. We got a salon of 15 people. Uh, and we're actually, we're trying to expand. I've been trying to lease another building right now so that really the, the expansion, I want to have more room for the salon, but we, we need more room for the other things that we're doing because, you know, we're doing a podcast now. Um, we've got a based website where you can pay $10 a month to get access to all these different educational videos and everything. Um, we've got a scissor company. So we've got a six-inch scissor, we've got a texturizing scissor, two others, and a razor uh, next month. And then we travel and teach and do education and all of that. So it's like I'm taking clients and teaching. We're doing the scissor company, got the podcast, got all these things. And right now, 
besides the salon, uh, we don't have a home base for any of it. And the, the space in the salon is completely used up like by the salon, you know, color bar, little break room, the rest is like salon floor and waiting room. Um, so I'm wanting to lease another space to have more room in the salon floor, but to have like an office or have like a permanent space to do the podcast. Because if, if you catch any of the random, we don't have like video component yet for it mm-hmm. because we don't have like a sweet, like badass set like you guys have. Like it'll be like, oh, this one's on my business partner's couch or this one's like in the break room, like when we had a moment or we had a free hour to do it. You know? So we want to have a more permanent space for all of that. And I just feel like we get, we have better productivity too. We just were like this space. If we re- we have the space and we know we have, we have to dedicate the time that we're paying for it. It's like, got to get done. Right. And now for the website as well, you know, it's, it's called fancy hairdressers.com, but it's, um, it's just like step-by-step, like full length step-by-step, like live. We talk all the way through and everything like you're in the room with us. But right now I have to rent a studio and we have like a company that we work with that, you know, we, we rent space for the day. And they've got like a steady cam, a wide cam, and an above camera. We kind of live edit it. We like cut from camera to camera as we go. Right. If there's anything, you know, it can be like two two videos a month, it's like three thousand dollars a month <sighs> using their studio. So I just want our own space to create our own studio and do all these. So when you're talking about expansion, you're you're not talking about opening another salon. You're talking about like just taking your salon and putting it in a bigger space, a, a more usable space. Well, I mean, that would be great, but I, I have, I, I don't want to separate, but I think I've seen too many big salons end up with uh, multiple spaces and then they all end up closing down and they're right. back in like one space. I'm sure there's like a bunch that are able to keep these, you know, having like five or six spaces, but a lot of them that over uh, stretch themselves or like, they don't have the presence in both spaces. Like that's a big issue that I've seen is whenever an owner is no longer around in the salon, People are still taking clients. They start to slack. They start to like feel like, oh, they're not here. They don't care. They're not involved. You know, the people start to dip, get all sorts of like walkouts and stuff. So I really try to avoid um, being absent in the salon. So I would love it if it was all in one space. But where we have right now, we have two more years on the lease. Um, so there's actually a space. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I used to work at this academy in Georgia uh, that has a huge education space with a beautiful stage like three offices and a uh, production room and then it has an entire salon floor side which is like incredible renovation looks amazing so it's empty because uh i don't know the, the, the model just didn't work they did it in 2012 um they kind of used it for a couple random things here and there but nothing permanent and i know that it's available so we just started chatting with them hoping to take that over and while I have the current lease for the next two years, I'm just going to take the education side of that. And then when our lease is up, if the other side is still available, I'm thinking of taking all of that space. So it would be like an extra 1,500 square feet on top of what I have right now. And I've got 3,000 square feet right now. So we're looking for that 4,500. Jake, I actually, so there's a there's a salon statistic out there that says if you leave a salon right you, it's it's like an 80 20 you know you're going to lose 20 percent of your clients just by even if you move just across the street right like and and in my career that i think that's been pretty fair that's a fair number to say you know it's it's the 80 20 rule so if you're moving your whole salon is it is it near your current salon very near yeah it's only about a mile where we are right now a mile and a half but i would also say that like I think that that statistic applies pretty well when you have a local clientele, like when your clients are like people from the neighborhood right. you know, or from that like, general community. But 
we've already moved twice because we've expanded twice. Uh, mm-hmm. We opened. We had this, you know, small like two person studio that we had four people in, um, and then we opened up like a space that was like, twelve hundred square feet. But we quickly outgrew that. We were like hitting the fire capacity for that like every single day, and uh, now we're where we are. And each one was at least a. Um, it was like another ten minutes out or ten minutes away from from the previous one. We and we were, I think maybe also we were growing at the time, like we were still like building. So if right. we did lose the clients, we replaced them with other clients like right away. But our clientele, because of um, social media, really, I guess, uh, is so that where they're from is so vast. It's expensive. So we have a few local people, sure, but we have people from all over Georgia, all over the surrounding states, and all over the country. We used to do a lot more. Um, it's starting to come back now. A lot more people from like other states, but you know now, you know it's starting to come back to play. So I'm not too worried about losing the clientele. I feel like that will that they'll stick with us because they're already driving. You know, and they won't even notice right. the difference. One. That make that to- makes total sense. Yeah, especially if it's only a mile. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh- yeah, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit you though. If you get that space, uh, 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 can Tony and I come down and do a weekend there? Oh my God, you guys are welcome anytime you want, and you'll love it too because it's like I said, the education side. It has like it has this like blast off room, you know, almost like a recording studio. I love it. So it has the, the production room with the glass and the soundboard, and you can like control everything, control the lights, and has this interactive background screen that wow. like. It's almost like a, like a whiteboard, but it's a digital. So it's like you can draw and, and erase and pull up video and pull a picture on it. And it's it just going to waste right now. I mean, it's just Whoa. not used. And when we first worked there, it was um, me and a bunch of other people that still work at my salon. And it was run by this lady named Lucy Dowdy. You know Lucy? No. So she, uh, the, she works at like Paul Mitchell. She's the editorial director there for mm-hmm. Paul Mitchell. And so this was like a Paul Mitchell school owner in Georgia and her opened this advanced academy uh, thinking like, all right, we'll get people to come and take this like long, uh, it was called a mastery, like a master's course. But it was such a long program. They wanted people to do like 14 weeks in this program. Wow. So you want licensed hairdressers that are already on the floor to come out of the floor, like stop taking clients for 14 weeks, take this program. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just couldn't get enough people to commit the amount of time to do that. So it was a great idea with an incredible facility, but it didn't really work. You know, it just was, was too much. And none of us had the draw to bring them in. Back then, it was in like, I, I was, this was 2012. You know, so I've been doing hair for like four years or something at that point. And I would say that I wasn't, compared to how confident I am with my skills now, I, I didn't have the, the ability then to like teach a, a mastery course, <laughs> I would say. I needed to take it. I didn't need to right. teach it. And it was pre-instant. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, maybe there was it was like MySpace and stuff like that, you know. But we weren't using it in the same way. Like I wasn't getting any clients off of that. I think at the time too, I like it was weird. I like changed so much because I was like, oh, I, I don't even want to have a cell phone. I'm just gonna have a home phone. You know, I don't like people to be able to contact me or whatever. It's like I don't, I don't need to talk to anybody. And we were teaching class, but it was like, you know, we were flyering or cold calling salons and like going to going to trade shows with a booth, like paying stuff out at these trade shows, trying to get people to sign up. So it, we just weren't able to do it. And now that it's empty, all the people that used to work there, we all left and, you know, stayed together and did our own thing, like open this salon that we have now. Um, but we all have a huge draw now. So I feel like we could do it, but we're going to do it short form, of course. We're going to do, you know, one-off and like maybe some two or three-day, like intensive, but not 
14 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes way more sense. And, and like you were saying, like, how do you, and once, and once you get to 14 weeks too, especially if you're on hand or is that it on hand, on hand, if you're on hand, you, um, they all have to be local, right? So what's your draw? You know, it's not like oh, people they were flying in. They had like, like we did like three or four classes, like, uh, of these 14 weeks before I left. Yeah. Right. And they got some people to come and do it, but it's like they were like incentivizing them a lot. Like I wasn't really involved in the recruitment. I was just, this is where I got, uh, the last time we did this, I talked about a guy named Wayne Lee that was like my haircutting mentor. It was an old cartoon that I, I got to apprentice under. This was the time period where I got to do that underneath him. So I'd done hair for like four years and then I was like assistant educator to him and was being trained underneath him to do it on my own. Um, but so I wasn't really doing a lot of the recruitment. But they were incentivizing people to do it in a way like some people paid in full. Some people were like offered jobs. Like when you finish the program, you'll be able to work there. Some people were given like a scholarship to try and almost without having the social media to post it, like create like some advertising content to feel like, see, right. see, it's working. Like look at all the people that are taking the program. But it, it's a, it was just a money pit, really. Like eventually, this, this is too much money. There were, it costs to keep the place open. You're not getting enough people in there. So I think the Paul Mitchell School now uses it as overflow for their like uh, future professionals or whatever. Like their their class. They do some classes. They use space as much as they can. But so Paul Mitchell still owns the building. Uh, they at least lease the building. Like the but because I know that their lease is coming up uh, next year. So I think that's basically how it's going to work out. They're going to possibly sublease to us. I might even find out today or tomorrow. Um, what the deal is, like what, what they're offering. And then when their lease is up, I'm going to try and just like, snag the whole thing. And then I'll probably have a little overlap. I'll probably have both spaces for like, another year after that. But I think that I can, we can afford it, especially if it's short term. And mm-hmm. if I'm right and how it will work out, every, we should be doing even more like the education side of the business. Right now, education, it used to be a side note to what we were doing in the salon. The like, salon, that was the main business, you know, and the education was a nice little cherry on top. And now only doing it on the weekend, the education is just basically doing what the salon was doing, you know, with the website and then the in-person classes. And that's like, you know, we do like 25 weekends a year doing classes. So it's like, if I could do it during the week and like actually put the same amount of time and energy into the education as you have to physically take clients, I think I could have it eclipsing the salon. You know, I'd love, I'd love to be, an education and tool company that has a salon, you know, rather than a salon that does education. And I think that's kind of what we are right now. I think, and I think that that, that, that changes the credibility of it too, right? It's not just a salon owner that's trying a side gig. It's like, oh, I'm an education company that happens to have a salon. I mean, I think that's a huge difference as well. Yeah. It's like if you work for the education company and the tool company, then we have space for you to, to take clients. Yeah. Like and plus, like it's real. You, you're living it, the, the, the same way we're living as far as hairdressers, right? So it's not like you're creating this brand or this, this tool company or, or something, but yet you're not a hairdresser. You're not, you know what I mean? You, oh, yeah. you don't no, know the brand. Right. I just thought I saw, you know, I see opportunity in brushes. Like, no. We are actual, like, real hairdressers trying to teach, like, real life salon success, for sure. But I think because everybody's been locked up for so long that, you know, like you said, you know, I think everybody's just itching to get back to be together, to do something together. And uh, and then eventually, you know, 
when things get back to normal, it'll, it'll start to fade again. I think when, you know, people get locked up, what, what, what were we, what was that about? What do you mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, you know, the, the, I don't think George has ever been locked up, but yeah, here in DC, we were locked up. up. The rest of the country, Jake, this thing kind of happened in 2020. Freedom here. We're <laughs> patriots. Um, you know it's interesting because again uh, talking to premiere and talking to abs are selling a lot of tickets oh yeah it also seems like the brands aren't participating as much this year and i wonder if this is kind of a window that they're going to miss out on because the people are going to be there and they may want to be they may want to spend money right they they may want to go there to spend money and to hang out and all that kind of stuff so you know maybe the brands are going to the focus the change of focus though from I think that's why show attendance was going down, right? Was that was too much product focused education and not enough like salon reality and technique sort of education. You know, it's like how many times can we, I guess in the past, like people were very beholden to product companies. It was like you had to, you want to find out about something new, you want to become an educator, you want to learn a new technique, you got to go to these shows and you got to like watch these presentations of product companies. Now, but now, You've got independent education available to you at your fingertips at any moment. There's classes touring all over. Every influencer's got a tour schedule that you can go and see something in person that, you know, is not just going to talk to you about new lightener or a new toner or this new tool or whatever. It's like actual like information that can help you in the salon in a real way. So I think maybe that's part of why it was waning is that people were like, like I said, feeling like they're being sold. And if the product companies aren't participating as much, and the independent educators fill in those slots and like make it more about just the education. I think it'll be a good thing for the shows. And then maybe it'll like sort of the product companies will jump back on board, but in support of the independent education rather than like the reverse situation that we had before. That makes sense. So if you had your ideal, like if you were to, if you were the producer of, of one of these big hair shows, how would you do it differently? Well, you know, I think actually Goldwell does a great job with, um, and I know I was saying all the product companies and everything, but Goldwell actually. Does- <laughs> I was going to call you out on it, Jake, but I'll let you go. <laughs> well, they do, they do a good job of, they do a smaller type of show, like an independent show that's outside of the like big trade show feeling. And each room, they have like, they have a color room, they have a cutting room and a styling room, and they do like rounds that they rotate. And Cosmoprof actually did this, like, one of the last things I did with them was this like sort of hair jam type event in Cosmo where in each room they had a different class going and they just rotated people from class to class. So it was just more focused on the education. It was less showy. You know, it's not like there wasn't people up there cutting hair to music and, you know, spraying hairspray in the air and ludicrous playing and whatever. Like you got sunglasses on, you're doing a haircut, models are crying, like whatever's going on. So <laughs> models are crying. Like, yeah, they are. They're backstage crying. I've seen it many times. Oh, we have too. <laughs> That's why it's funny. Like, I'm a professional model. What am I going to do? And I'm like, correction, you were a professional model. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so, you know, I, I would make it about the education. I think, like, I and, and I understand that the, the product companies it costs a lot of money to do these shows. So if you right. want to have a booth and you want to put on this whole thing, you got to sell. You got to sell some product. You got to at least like even out and make the money. So I get it. But I think the reason that was waning is because independent education is booming. So we have to integrate independent education into the shows more. Uh, so it feels personal, personable, like relatable and not like 
people that aren't, aren't interested really in the show anymore. I think they, they want to feel because of social media, making it, making everyone very obtainable, you know, like, and, uh, you, you feel like everyone's your best friend, all these hair educators that like when I was coming up, you know, and I'm watching, let's take, for instance, like DJ Muldoon, right? When I was in hair school, like all I knew of DJ was whatever Paul Mitchell put in front of me. He was this, this person on the pedestal. And now because social media and independent education, it's like, oh, I know him. I can grab a drink with him or whatever. Like we're friends now, you know? So I think that's like the sort of switch. Before it was, it was like these unattainable idols. And now because we have, like we're, we're putting ourselves out there so much, people are in, more interested in that than they are in like the show aspect. So they got to make it like a, a fun mix of the two. And that's why behind the chair, like their show's always booming like crazy because it was all about these people and less about the brand. It's like about the, the hairdresser and less about the product. So when you were, t- when you talk about the hair jam, you said that people were going room to room. So, uh, so are you saying like, as as an attendee, like I'm either in group A, B, or C, and then those three groups kind of go room to room. So so you as an yeah. educator, you'll be doing three of the same classes in the day? Yeah, that's basically what I do. It's like I do three presentations, um, and it's exactly what you said. It's split you into even number of groups, so everybody gets exactly the same classes. You get all of it. You just kind of rotate throughout the day. Oh, so you're in style, then you're in cutting, then you're in color, and you rotate like through those three events. And, and are most of those like hands-on? Some are hands-on. I know for Goldwell, I think the cutting uh, actual room is hands-on. And I'm in the color room, but I'm like, I'm a cutting presentation in the color room, like an attention gainer to break it up a little bit. And that's more of a demo. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's probably because color, there's so much more involved as far as the processing time, application time, and all of that. that time to fill. Yeah. yeah, so uh, to make it the same time as the cutting and style room, the color room is, is really more demo and look and learn. And then they kind of throw me in in the middle to I, like I mean, being able I mean, to do cutting. Now that you're yoked, maybe you could do like a strip tease or something in the room instead of a cutting class. <laughs> oh, I come out completely nude, and <laughs> you know, most of the room leaves. I don't know why. <laughs> but who stays? They get a good show. Yeah, they get a good show. They're like, well, I'm also so hairy that they can't tell right away that I'm nude. It's really, they're like, is he wearing fur? Is that fur? No, that's him. Oh my god, Tim. <laughs> you get a bit of a freak show and you get education all the time. So if, you are, if you're in Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, I don't know when this will air, but. A shameless plug. So uh, we're actually on Friday night. We're doing a party um, at ABS, and we'll be doing that with Schedulicity. And then another shameless plug at Premiere. We're going to do it uh, that Saturday night. So, uh, so if you're listening, in, by all means, when we were in Premiere, they did one of those, and they had complete open bar, top shelf, like everything was like available, and people were like, "I'll take a PBR," and like my buddy Ben was like, "I'll take that like age." Gosh, that would be $70 a glass. So, man, I'm looking forward to that. I will definitely be there. Are you going to premiere this year? When When is premiere? Uh, I didn't even, I haven't, I haven't like talked to him about that. It's October 15th, 16th? Yeah. Or 18th, is it the 18th? The 17th, 18th? Yeah. It's whatever that, it's, whatever, it's whatever that teen weekend is. I haven't missed a premiere in so long. Um, Sounds like you're going to miss October it this 17th, year. 18th? Uh, we had the year filled up so fast. So as soon as things were open up, we had all these salons requesting private classes for salons. And then because we're in the Goldwell network, all the Goldwell salons are able to like use their points to 
book us as well. So, so many weekends like went like, like so quick. So, it looks like I'm gonna actually be in Illinois uh, doing a class at a salon in Illinois that same weekend. So, I might not make premiere, but I'm, I'm definitely gonna be at ABS. Definitely gonna be at Behind the Chair and anything else we do. Where I think we're already scheduled to do ABS next year too. If they want to go back to people, really. Yeah, because because we're going it, when we're on the phone with them, it, they're going from like October to April. Like it's almost like two yeah, like shows back to back. So, yeah. yeah, and they're trying to do it a little bit different too. Um, you know, to plug ABS a little bit. So I know Saturday night they're going to do like a. It's kind of in like from what I understand, it's like in a in a yard or something, or it's going to be outdoors some, and and there's going to oh, be cool. some bands and 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 like like Saturday night is going to be like big parties and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally looking forward to yeah, yeah, they've changed locations and they're back to the old location. Right, right. But apparently they've redone it or they've rebuilt it, and it's like this, like cool, like, like, like area. I, I'm excited to see it. You know, so, me too. Like, Seems like they're trying. They're doing. They're doing new things, and and I know a lot of like people that I know are going to be there, and, and independent educators are going to be there. So it's going to be an exciting event. And I'm also interested to see what brands are there and what brands aren't there, and what takes the place. Like, right. Like I said, this will be the first time that I've ever had a booth at a show you know it's like i've only ever worked with a brand and you know like worked at cosmoprof really when i was doing all these hair shows and now it'll be fancy has its own booth fancy has main stage time fancy has a classroom so um i'm excited to see if so hopefully we do well we'll make sure we booth uh, bomb you yeah you were definitely booth bombing okay. you that's happening <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do that. please do right. you know ashley norman ashley Interview? ashley norman that was the wasn't she with Cosmoprof and she on your team? No, she she wasn't on the team with me, but she uh, is a hairdresser from California. She has her own brand called uh, like called like Ashley it's called Ashley Norman, I believe. But she is an independent educator that had like never done a bunch of shows before, and she came into class here. I mean, she sold out. This is a peak, uh, like not supposed to be getting together, and she sells out to class <laughs> in Georgia. Wow, <laughs> just to, to drive that nail home. But she was like, oh, I've never done the shows. Nobody ever asked me to do the shows. Like, and I'm like, why are you waiting for these brands to ask you to do the show? Like, you have such an incredible draw. You should go and do it on your own. And she reached out to me the other day, and she was like, oh, thank you so much for telling me to do that. She went to do, and did uh, IBS Vegas that just recently happened. And the imagery that she got that I saw, it was jam-packed. I mean, they were like throwing product into the crowd. There's people like reaching up and like grabbing stuff, and the classrooms were sold out. So... If that energy is what we get at ABS and Premiere and everything, I'm like, huh, I'm really, I, I need it. Wait. I can't, I can't I'm wait. I'm so either. extroverted. I need to get, <laughs> get it out. <laughs> We're with you, man. I've been in this room for so long. <laughs> get out. We're definitely with you, man. I, I can't wait to get on the shows. And like, even if this podcast is all about promoting the shows that are coming up, I'm okay. Cause man, I just, I can't wait to get there. I know a lot of people are itching uh, to, to get to the shows. And, and, and again, man, you know, if, 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 if you're in, uh, if you're in Chicago on a, uh, on Friday night, we'll be there jamming with Schedulicity and, and, and Jake's going to hang out and like, and I mean, I know you're going to be there. I know Olivia's going to be there. I know Sydney Lopez is going to be there. I know Jessica Santo is going to be there. Um, actually, who? Larissa, I think, maybe. Larissa Love. Yeah, yeah. She said she's going to be there as well. Um, I talked to her, I guess. Well, we talked to her just a couple months ago. But yeah, man, I mean, it's like, it's going to be the one that like blows up, right? Like it, like. A reunion. Exactly. A reunion. Exactly. Like and, we can see who put on the COVID, the, who put on their COVID-19. 
Well, we know you did. <laughs> no, you did. Oh, actually, Presley's going to be there too. Presley's going to be at ABS, and she's also going to be at um at at, at Premier. And and interesting, we were just talking to her, uh, and she's gonna she's doing her first like. She's not coming with a brand. She's coming as an educator, as an independent educator, which oh, yeah. is pretty cool because that, that's new for her as well, you know? So she's pretty excited Power about that. Power to the independence. Power to the this, – this is the time. You know, it's like if the brands were ever nervous about the independence, they should have never let that, that, let that door open, yep. right? Because that, that education space has to be filled with somebody, and there's so many – like you were saying, there's so many independents, and so many independents like – Rose is the Phoenix during like that thing that happened last year that we're not going to talk about, you know, like so many of the independents, you know, came, came, came full throttle. I think because we were, we were already so prepared to do digital, you know, that we were all already doing that sort of thing. So it, the shift went right towards us. And then we were like the asset to, to make that happen for brands as well. Like, like rather than scramble to put that together, if they hadn't already, we, we were like right in the forefront of that. And I feel like there's all these different moments like throughout like history in our our industry where you have like something happen and then there's like a shift there's like a pivot and that this is just like another one of those moments so we'll, we'll see what comes out of it it'll be I, I, this year the next two years are gonna be super super interesting you know in, in that in that and i i was I, I was so happy to hear that that they're selling tickets because my big fear was that you'd go to premiere and it would just be you and i jake going what to do where's everyone at you know but 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 yeah. i'm really interested to i'm not interested I'm, I'm i'm really excited to hear that they're selling a lot of tickets well and for our independent classes um previous years i used to do i would say like oh let's give it two months you know we'll, we'll promote the class for at least two months and like that'll give us enough time and now what we took two months to do is happening in like a week wow. so and i'm also like nobody seems nervous I guess like everyone in the classes seems excited. They don't mind like being there, even like some of the smaller spaces, like everyone's just ready to get back to it. Like there's, there's no stress in any of it. So I, I think it'll all be great. Yeah, I'm going to change subjects. Just a, just a little bit real quick. What, you know, Corey mentioned it earlier when we opened up that you started a podcast. Mm -hmm. Two, two parts. Yeah. One, well, where'd you find the time? Uh, as, as busy as you are and two why just well i i am like a person who listens to a lot of podcasts right so i i love a, i love a podcast like most of the podcasts i listen to i mean i listen to hair industry podcasts but i listen to a lot of stand-up and before i was doing hair like you guys know i was like into doing stand-up and everything and so i still like follow a lot of stand-up stuff really closely and a lot of them started doing podcasts especially you know in the last couple of years so and it's one of my favorite like kind of kinds of media that's something I'm always listening to. So I'm like, well, we've got this audience. We want I want to connect with them in as many ways as we possibly can. So we decided to do podcast just to be another avenue to connect with them on. Also, I've always said that I just love the sound of my own voice. It's so sweet <laughs> and it's so nice. <laughs> so I've always wanted to if I, I always said if I didn't do hair, I would want to do voiceover or I would want to do radio. Um and Podcasting was like an easy way to do something like that. You know? Right. Uh, we call it "this is a bad idea" because for a lot of reasons. Because <laughs> we, we kind of missed, I think, the beginning opportunity to podcast boom. Right, it happened like a few years back, and it, maybe if we started then, it would be even bigger, or doing a lot better than it is now. Um, so we're like, all right, maybe it's not a great idea, but we're going to do it anyway. Also, we're always told, like, the idea was like, well, let's just record conversations like we have. You know, and, and 
we won't censor it. We'll leave it completely raw and we'll say whatever we want. We'll put it out there. And when we talk to people about doing that, like that we know, they're like, that is not a good idea. You guys are immediately going to be canceled. People are going to be upset with you, you know, you're, because you guys are ridiculous. Um, but it, no one's gotten mad yet. <laughs> but it is like that. Like we, we talk about anything. Like all the things that you're not supposed to talk about in Islam that they say, like, oh, don't talk about, you know, X, Y, and Z. Uh, we talk about it. We, we've, we've had some political discussion on it. We've had some discussion of religion. We've had, like, sort of, um, we talk about stigmas related to the industry. Like, are hairdressers stupid? We do a thing called Stump the Stylist, where we bring a hairdresser on. Like, we had Rachel Williams on the other day, and we had Ali Davis on. And we basically take you through first through fifth grade questions of, like, you know, science, geography, and history. And see if a hairdresser, like, knows anything about, about anything. Oh, my gosh. So it's like putting you in these like situations where you're sort of tested a little bit, where you have the opportunity to embarrass yourself and talking about some like more serious things too, but we kind of make light of it. Like we talk about regulation versus deregulation. Uh, a, a big one recently was there's this image floating around that said, um, YouTube is not cosmopolitan school, right? Like you've seen this. this yeah, yeah, sure. hundred percent. So I remade it and said, it's free. So maybe it's better. <laughs> I posted that and that like pissed so many people off like so many people were like agreeing but also people were livid and like so so angry especially a lot of cosmetology school teachers were sure. very very angry I, I thought but you know and we, we know that YouTube is not better than cosmetology school or whatever especially in current situation like how things are set up but yeah it was just a jumping off point to start talking about um, where cosmetology school falls short and what we could do differently and, you know, that YouTube and social media and, and just the digital landscape filling in those gaps for a lot of people. And, you know, that got us talking about the licensing and all of that other stuff. So that's why we call it this is a bad idea because some of the subject matter is, is, you know, going to be slightly controversial. And even the subject matter that isn't, we like put the guest in a position to where they could possibly embarrass themselves, which is pretty fun for us. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hope I hope they're all uh, willing participants. Well, we don't tell you in advance, so it's like they are willingly on the show, and then all of a sudden, this is just happening to you. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so you just have to get ready. You know, we, we can have you guys on there and, and, and yeah, you do it if you want. <laughs> And now I'm scared, man. Yeah, you know, like, right. like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone gets all tense. Especially, it's funny because everyone's like, well, just don't ask me any math. And I'm like, it's first grade math. Right. It's two plus two. <laughs> like, you know, two plus two. Six. The new world is just about if it makes you feel good. It doesn't mean if it doesn't matter if it's right. Two plus two is six if you feel a six, buddy. That's fine. <laughs> that's, a, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'd be but okay. We with- time to do it just throwing it in, you know? Like, whenever, like, Right now, we have a vault in the salon. Uh, it was a bank in the 1800s. Our salon. It's like oh, the oldest building. Dope. Yeah, it's like a historic building in Roswell. And it was a bank then. So there's still a giant vault door, a heavy vault door. So quite often, if Ben and I have an hour break or we get something that cancels or you know, we come in a little earlier at the end of, end of our clients, we'll go into the vault and record. Um, uh, we'll also do it here in, in the room that I'm in right now. Like if we have to come hang out, we just feel like we can do it. And then we do it at all the classes. So we, we travel around and like we had Chris Jones on, like we've had Rachel Williams on, we had Ali Davis on, like anybody that's around. Like we're going to California um, to do class with Brianna Cisneros and like Jude Viola, uh, I believe is her name. I never know if it's Voila or if it's Viola. Viola. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're going to have Kim Duanis on, 
and Tabitha. Uh, they both they were at Erosio, then they're at nine zero one, and now they've got their own space. They're like social celebrity hairdressers out there, good friends of ours. So anytime that we can work it in, we work it in. But we do it every Sunday. We haven't missed Sunday. We've done I think twelve or thirteen episodes, and it gets hard. Like some of them were like very last minute, where I'm literally like, and Ben gets back into town. He's like a traveler, Ben, so he'll go anywhere to drop them off. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm going to Puerto Rico. Like, what? He says, no, we decided to. Like, okay, fine. We're going to Maine for Puerto Rico. Yeah, he just, he's just like that. He's a platinum card member. And I love letting, like, traveling with Ben because he always get upgraded first class because he has ridiculous amount of miles and everything. That's cool. Pretty sweet. But then he'll get back into town. I'll drive to his house. We'll record. I'm driving to my business partner's house, who we say is like our producer because he handles all the editing and getting it online and everything. And I'm like handing off a you know, memory cards like at midnight that's got to be out like the next morning at 9 a.m. Like, here you go. Oh, so we somehow managed to get it all done. But you guys know you have way more episodes and you seem to have a handle on it a lot better than I do. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know about that. We're just... That's because we don't have uh, a million other things like education, <laughs> sheer <laughs> companies, a salon. Well, we we do have many salons. But we don't have a big salon. Yeah, but, yeah. We're not managing people. Yeah. Just ourse- ourselves is hard enough to manage, you right. know? Yeah. I'm like, shit, if, my, if the podcast could be popular enough to be the main job, like, that would be great. I would love that. But there's <laughs> not enough people listening. So, audience of this, come listen. Search yeah, This listen. is a Bad Idea on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And they can follow it at T-I-A-B-I Podcast on Instagram. So, like, acronym for this is a bad idea. This is the ba- I love that, man. This is yeah. a bad idea. Um, do you, uh, you said that you, uh, you listen to a lot of stand-up and stuff. Have you listened to the podcast called A Good One? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's so good. So it, this guy hosts it, but what he does, he brings different standups on. If, you, if you're a fan of process and then they'll break down the process of like their most famous joke for like an hour, hour and a half. It's, I would love that. It's fantastic. Um, I'm just for an example, like they did, you know, Burt Kreischer, you know, the, the yeah. machine, his, his machine bit. So sure. they play the bit, which is like 12 minutes long. And then for the next hour, they talk about, you know, how he came up with the bit and how he broke down the bit and, and what's true, what's not true. It's, it's, if you're a fan of process, which I'm a huge fan of process, it, it's, it's awesome because that's exactly what it is. I just like the industry, like the, I guess the art or whatever you want to call it of, of stand-up comedy. I've always, I mean, I've always liked talking in front of a crowd, being in front of people, you know, I was, I did theater, it was in bands to stand up and I've always been like a huge fan of stand-up. So anytime there's like something like that, I would definitely just like, gotta check it out. But lately I've been really into a dude named Tim Dillon. So, Tim, 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 Tim Dillon. Yeah. He's uh, I know him from uh, Rogan. Yeah. So I, I actually, I, I ended up seeing him on Rogan, but the first thing I ever saw was just on Instagram, a clip when all that controversy on the Ellen DeGeneres show was happening. Right. You know, he, so his show is it very rarely has a guest and it's just him ranting. And just saying insane, ridiculous things. Like, don't if you're faint of heart or easily offended, don't listen to Tim Dillon's podcast or do. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so so good. I, I consumed so much of his content, and now I'm even like a Patreon member of his. And he ended up like 2019, but nobody knows who, knows who he is. Now he's the third largest Patreon account on the website. Wow. Like he has more coming in on Patreon. And it shows you. I didn't realize that it would do that. It's like seems like it exposes your finances so much, but it shows you. Here's how many members he has, and here's how much he has coming in a month. And it's like one hundred fifty thousand dollars a month off of Patreon for his podcast. And that's not, you know, he also is sponsored by. I feel like, do you guys feel like this? If you listen to podcasts, that the same sponsors sponsor like every single podcast. Oh yeah, there's ten like, sponsors. 
He has like Blue Chew, Manscaped, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all these, it's exactly the same one. Gold, you know, it's like gold or whatever, you know. Listen to some of these, some serious, um, uh, like political podcasts. And they're like, well, uh, the protests broke out, the buildings are burning down. But first, let's talk about tasty waffles. Waffles, we said you waffles. We're like, what in the world? Manscaped, are you tired of having that ridiculous bush? <laughs> they go right back to like you know, on door four. Things are getting very serious. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the transition from that to I don't know why, but I, I, that's the key, the mark of success for a podcast. If you've got blue chew, you got some kind of Viagra chewable on there, then you know you've done well. You've done well. You guys have. You guys are. Is, is it all schedulosity? That's like you work specifically with schedulosity. Yeah, Schedulicity is our is our is our main sponsor. You know, we're always, you know we're always looking for you know a, a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. But 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 yeah, we're in negotiations with Blue Chew. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> years ago, Jake, if you've been in the game for a while, two years ago there was a company called like Smelly Balls or something that used to uh that used to uh it was like ball deodorant that used to be uh they used to be on all the podcasts as well. And and, and when you first heard you're like. What is it? What brand is this? <laughs> you know, like it's a necessity, is what it is. It's just that's just regular deodorant, and they're like, just go ahead and put it on your balls. Yeah, <laughs> aerosol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, aerosol or stick, your choice. <laughs> um, I, I do one of those rollers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a family show. If, what are we if, doing? People could, if people could have seen that visual, <laughs> they will. Unfortunately, <laughs> we will. Is there no YouTube version of it? Oh, yeah. It will be. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be our, that'll be our teaser video there. If you uh, yeah. lifting your uh, sack, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get more people signed up. <laughs> <laughs> this, is like, this is your day off only, fan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And each one of us apply. Or smelly balls after consuming a blue chew. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, this is hilarious. <sighs> yeah. Oh my god! I can't wait to see you on the road, man. I can't wait to like uh, hug it out. Well, we, we, hugging him now is gonna be like hugging a tree because he's all yoked and stuff, right? All jacked up. <laughs> well, I hope I hope don't hurt so. my friend when you hug him though. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hurt him. Too. Hey, crack your back. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, to a chiropractor. That, that, that sounds pretty good, man. I, I, I don't mind a good uh, back crack there. <laughs> you know, I, I know we said we weren't going to talk about Go ahead. COVID, but back cracking. So I got COVID in January, like right in the beginning of January. And, and we said January like, this year? Hold on, January 2021 or 2020? 21, 2021. So like semi-recently or whatever, I got it. And um this, luckily, the salon was closed. Like we were closed for a break. It was like it was for New Year's, and it was like right at the beginning. And you know, we have been incredibly strict and super careful and all this stuff. I go over to another couple's house, and um, like it's just like two friends of ours, just me and my wife, and then the two of them. And uh, she's like, "Oh, my back!" Like my friend's like, "Oh, my back is like killing me." And I was like, "Oh, I can totally crack your back. Let me crack your back." So it's like the only time we come close, the only person I've gotten close to outside of the salon or whatever. I crack her back, and the next day she's like, "Hey." Just for COVID. So I'm like out, and then I'm like, man, if I just hadn't have given her that bear hug, you couldn't get closer to her. I'm 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 embracing her. her I couldn't have done a worse possible thing to somebody who literally just tested positive. That's how I got it. 
it was fun. Right. Yeah. We at that same time, like the the first week of January, it ran through my family. Uh, COVID. Really? How, how I stayed unscathed, I'll never know. But 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 I stayed yeah. unscathed. But it ran through uh, ran through our family. Yeah, I got it in the in the March the beginning of April. Really? Yeah. April. Oh wow! So you had it like you're you're getting the tail the the dredges of it, the, the tail end of everything. Well, what was what what sucked for Tony is that uh, he had an appointment to get vaccinated on Tuesday, and uh, he he was uh, he was exposed on Sunday, so he couldn't get his vaccine. He got naturally vaccinated. Yeah, I, I was like, I was stressed about about getting vaccinated. Like, I I, I don't know, I just get nervous about medicine, and, and I don't even I don't like take like a Tylenol, you know. And I was at a grocery store, and I saw, oh, they're doing it. So I walk over, and I was like, so are you guys um you're doing the vaccine? They're like, yeah, you want it? You want to sit down? Sit down right now. We'll, we'll give it to you right now. I'm like, oh my god! Oh, oh god! Okay, okay, okay. And I just ended up like sitting down, and I got the Johnson Johnson one, like the single shot, one and done, and I was out of there. But it was fine. I just got that. I, I was like, because I was like, okay, we're gonna get vaccinated. I already got the antibodies. I already had COVID. I want the one and done. So I, I, I went out of my way to find the Johnson and Johnson and got it. I want the one that doesn't do anything. That's the one that I want. The Johnson and Johnson, the one that does work. <laughs> keep in mind I'm, I'm just a highly functioning moron and i don't know anything about it well, at least but it gives you the card to go and travel that's all exactly. it, gives me, it gives me the golden ticket so now yeah. i get to go go everywhere that's it i wonder how going back to shows and kind of I wonder how shows are going to handle that like for vaccinated or not vaccinated and they're like is there going to be mask the, the industry is is split you know right down the middle so i think if they're like you have to show your card get in uh they're gonna lose more people than they would if they're just like you know coming in and, and do whatever like i think that maybe they'll leave a handful of people by saying we're not requiring proof vaccination maybe it'll be a couple people who are like real scared or real nervous and decide not to come but if you end up um telling people that they have to show the card 50 percent of people are not going to show up on principle alone i think they're gonna be like no way you're not going to violate my rights or whatever. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I think they're going to take, you know, you're going to take the take it in your own hands. So if you end up with COVID, it's going to be your responsibility, your fault. So it's going to be on you. Yeah, and that's what I do in the salon. I don't, I, we are maskless now in the salon. We, we did it for an extra month and a half after they removed the mandate here in, in Georgia. Um, and I, I don't require proof of it for anybody. I'm like, it's your personal business. It's whatever you want to do. And I, and I feel like if you have it, like if you got the shot, then you're you're personally protected. You know, it, it, we're just managing. We're trying to mitigate risk the best we can. Is all right. is all we're doing. And I, I just don't even feel comfortable asking people. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to start a war in this lot. Right, right. We're, we're the same. We've been um, we've been what maskless now for a couple months as well. Ever since since the day the CDC was like. You know, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. We've been we've been uh, maskless since that day. Um, but honestly, Jake, even in our area, we have we we haven't had any like pushback at all. Either way, like um, when yeah. we 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 have had zero. We haven't had one client come in and refuse. Like you see those videos and stuff, and and it's probably like everything else. You know, it's just like the, it's the smallest percentage of people, and they're trying to make a big deal about it. But we had zero pushback whatsoever. Now, you know, listen, our salon is literally at the foot of like NIH, so a lot of our clients are, you know, they they they're within the NIH realm. So, um, and if they're not within the NIH realm, you know, they, they're all they all have, you know, it's all that kind of stuff, you know. So, yeah, like Monaco and like. That's all around DC and everything too. So you yeah, got like yeah. a bunch of like 
you have all these government employees and everything coming in. You guys have mm-hmm. the that's our entire clientele honestly i mean like you know you either work yeah. for the government or you work for a contractor that works for the government yeah. you know that's that's my wife nice. works for fda right anyway. yeah he's not getting oh, away yeah. with anything yeah my grandpa was in uh the nsa we would call him secret agent grandpa right <laughs> <laughs> yep that's not too far from us either he won't he won't uh, talk about it really though he's like oh it was nothing i'm like yeah right it was nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell me the secret. He's been to Area Fifty. <laughs> hey, by the way, if, if if he says ah, it's nothing, then that 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 tells you exactly how much it is. If he's talking, then it was nothing. If he's not talking, it was something. Then it's like ah, don't even worry about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we have lots of that. Our our famous one around here. Like, here Kennedy, that day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bring Kennedy up, Grandpa. <laughs> inside dc thing is like if you ask somebody what they do you're like oh what do you do they go oh i work in langley in langley you know that tells you that that they're uh they work for a, a three-letter agency that they yeah, can't talk yeah. about working at but they can say oh we work at langley in langley My neighbor yeah your neighbor works in langley both of them right okay. not any, one, only one now the only other one, one left the other one went to atf oh right the other one disappeared they moved right. <laughs> exactly yeah no we uh we get a lot of that in the town you know and then even not even that like 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 tony and i we share a client who um she's with uh she contracts with doe but like she's got like a super secret clearance you know so but she doesn't talk about anything either but she's super brilliant and bright and all that stuff you guys had a ufo stuff at all dude we've been paying attention man i'm, I'm super stoked okay, about this yeah a little I bit it's so crazy how like the, the, the tables have turned, right? Because when I was like 19, 18, 19, I'm trying to talk to my mom about UFOs and she's like, whatever, you know, like leave me alone. And now she's retired and she has like 21 acres close to you guys. She's in uh, Columbia, Virginia, which is just like an hour outside of Richmond, uh, of, of, like semi close to you. And uh, she just has time to sit around, like watch YouTube and whatever all the time. She's like, oh, I saw a UAP in the sky the other day. <laughs> I'm like, you say UAP? Like you're even on the new window and everything? But I mean, the Pentagon and stuff, I read that article that was like, that suggested that they had recovered pieces of craft that was not of this not earth, of the world, I believe right. is the language that they use. So crazy. I'm like waiting for something real to come out. Like, what? like I mean, this is like real, I guess, but super definitive that we're like, all right, we know. They definitely are, they're among us. Oh, they're already Area 51 exists, y'all. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. Right. Bob Lazar told us that. Bob Lazar told us that. Yeah, Bob Lazar's done a lot of stuff on that. And and wh- who was the who was the pilot that the New York Times did an article on? And he uh he was like this. Na- Do you know about this story? He was Navy Navy, pilot. Yeah, he was this Navy pilot, and he was tracking a Tic Tac, like a, this vehicle that looked like a Tic Tac. But it went from like eighty thousand feet to like eighty feet in less than a half a second. It like oh yeah. Yeah, it's like proportion. So, so they have like a you know they have like radar on it or like heat like like heat seek, and there's no propulsion. There's no heat coming off of it or anything. It's the craziest thing. And wow. and this guy's legit. He's not. And by the way, it's not just him. It's like five other pilots. It's the ship that was tracking it at all. Like like there's there's a lot of stuff on there to corroborate what he was saying. The thing that he's tracking that moved that fast is also massive, right? It's like yes. Football field, huge. Like, it's not just like this little thing. It's just, you know, it's this ridiculously large thing. And you know what? So I, I recently, last year, I got uh, verified on Instagram. I got the blue check. 
right? Uh, and, not up to this conversation. They're going to take that off. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, gotta, this guy knows too much. You're going to have a red check. <laughs> He's watched too many YouTube videos. We got to take his check away. But no, it's, we're talking about the golden ticket. And I feel like the blue check is the golden ticket for me to get almost anybody to respond to me on Instagram. If I direct message somebody, like they generally will respond unless they have like hundreds of billions of followers. Like, like JLo's not responding. Or he will, though. I'll keep trying. <laughs> but uh, there's a guy named Jeremy Corbell. Do you know who this is? No, 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 no. Uh, he is like, it's the forefront of like UFO exposing stuff right now. I mean, like every single video, every single article, every single news interview is Jeremy Corbell. He's the guy who put out the Bob Lazar documentary. And, uh, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I totally, I, I know who the guy is. I didn't know him by name. Yeah, so I like got him a message about something he posted and he's chatting me right back. I'm like, this is incredible. I'm like, want to make these personal relationships with these people. So when I, when they have good info, I'm like, kind of get it. So I've been trying to use my, my blue check as, as much as I possibly can. It works for stand up comedians too. I got like Giannis Hoppus responding to me. Tim Dillon has, has responded. No, no Joe Rogan responds yet, but you know, he's a little busy, I think, counting, yeah. counting his hundred million or whatever he's got. So yeah, he figured it out, man. Rogan did. He did. He yeah. got that podcast uh, deal. And then what else did um uh what was it? It's like a barstool podcast called like Call Her Daddy. You see that yeah, they yeah, got yeah, a yeah, yeah. contract Spotify too. I'm like wow, pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Spotify is a uh, hopefully some of that uh, so much hopefully some of that trickle down economics you know makes it to a small guys too, right? Exactly. Maybe Reagan was right about something. It was about podcasting. He didn't even know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jacob, listen, dude. We're believe it or not, we're at an hour. It, it, it flew by oh, wow. like crazy, and and and, and and you know, I love these conversations where they're just like conversations. You know, um, I dig that a lot. Seriously, dude, I can't wait to see you on the road, and and I guess we'll see you at uh, our first one will be Chicago, right? Yep. Yeah, we'll be at no, 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 we'll BTC. Be we'll be at BTC. We'll see you at BTC. Uh, oh yeah, that's first, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's mid-August. That's our first. That's our first travel day. That'll be the first time I'm on a plane, I think. So let everybody know again how they can follow and listen and keep up with all the things that you're doing. Uh, so they can follow me on Instagram at Jacob H That's J A C O B H K H A N. Uh, just my first name, middle initial, and last name. Um, I'd love for you guys to listen to the podcast. It's like our newest brainchild. The thing I'm most excited about that we're doing right now, it's called This is a Bad Idea. All you have to do is search This is a Bad Idea on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or follow us at T-I-A-B-I Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can go to fancyhairdressers.com and become a member. You can also find all of our other stuff through fancyhairdressers.com too if you're you know confused about where to find scissors the shirts for the podcast you can get all of that right there so uh yeah i have to do awesome jacob right. dude looking forward to watching you crack his back we're gonna get some asmr of all those vertebrae lining up as soon as i see you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll put you to sleep well, at least you won't, you won't catch covid with this one so no no, no you won't uh, i think we're all i'm double vaccinated you guys are singularly vaccinated well you guys are double vaccinated because you've actually had the uh we're naturally vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Jacob Kahn, once again, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for the friendship. And uh, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends, give us a rating, and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.